Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to Only Stupid Answers. My name is Sam Basher. And I'm DJ Wooldridge. And this is the best dang podcast you could put your little ears in too. Wait, DJ, did you hear that? No. Oh, what? I'm having fun. Uh-oh, <laughs> Sam's having fun. He figured out how to use the soundboard correctly, and now I'm unstoppable. I'm going to not do that voice ever again. <laughs> you get it one time, you might get the sound another time later on. But I'm going to make sure I don't break it. DJ? Yes. Uh, week 49 <laughs> of quarantine how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing all right. I feel like the end, it's this weird feeling of like you can see the end of the quarantine, but the land on the other side is, is unknown. You know what I mean? Like it's it could be it could be new and exciting or it could be even scarier. There's no way to be sure. <laughs> it's a, a brave new world for yeah. all of us. We just got to stick together and not lose it. It, yeah it's not being able to get haircuts yeah i don't know about I, I don't know about you sam but whenever uh you know i see the news it's like all right the mandate of quarantine's over have we done any of the things to uh that we needed to do to make it over nope here we go <laughs> here we go open up open up i want to go buy my i want to go buy candy again yes <laughs> who I doesn't want to go fair. buy candy but listen this podcast is not about going and buying candy although we do love it when we support your buy candy buying habits on the show we like to talk about movies Yes. TV shows. Yes. Comic books. Yes. <laughs> and the rest. By the way, the I am answering. I, I hope there is a sizable delay between <laughs> each of the responses that we just did uh, when we marry the audio together. I hope it. I hope it is smooth <laughs> and delightful. Now, uh, speak of mashing two things together boom yes got that transition we you texted me yesterday and you were like oh shit what are we going to talk about and i was like fuck uh damn it hold on shit fuck and like it, we were scrambling yeah so we were we were on the phone and uh we were kind of just, just trying to spitball ideas and i know over on the internet twitter in, in particular there's been some talk some some murmurs of a possible um return or reboot of the marvel versus dc comic and so cool. um, and there's an artist Sam that you've that you've enjoyed that's been doing his own um, uh, mashups. Do, do you remember that artist's name off the top of your head? Yeah, I got pulled up. It's his name is Vasco Gregrieve. There you go, Greg. All right, sorry, Georgiev. It's Georgiev. I was reading it wrong. Yeah, uh, Vasco Georgiev. It's V A S C O G E O R G I E V. I've retweeted a couple of them, so you can go into my Twitter at Sam Basher and find them. But he's been doing a whole series of like really. Not only is he a really good artist, but also good graphic designer because yes. he made a really seamless DC Marvel mashup logo that I'm a big fan of. That like looks legit. And he so far has done. Let me see if he's put it in a thread. If he was ah, a little. That bastard. Uh, he, he has not put it in a thread. But uh, so far, he's done uh, Poison Ivy ver- uh, and Mystique teaming up, which uh, cool. as soon as I saw like the look of them together, I'm like, I wouldn't want them. You want Poison Ivy and like, who's a plant person over on uh, 
Marvel. Who cares? But yeah. I, that's not what I thought. But after seeing it, I was like, that's cool. Harley Quinn, Deadpool. Has a of course, course, yeah. Starfire and Gamora. And I was like, that could be really cool. Yes. Depending on the iteration of each of them. Mm-hmm. Depending on how much clothes they each wear. <laughs> they might have yeah. a full and outfit then, uh, between them. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Uh, Superboy and Rogue, but it's like 90s costumes. So Love they're each it. wearing flight jackets and the, the unitards. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of that. But they... He just did one for Aqualad and Shuri, and it's the Aqualad Calderon from Young Justice, who cool. I, that's my personal favorite Aqualad, and he looks really cool. But Sam, uh, there's so many also, iconic Aqualads. <laughs> true, Garth. Garth. Uh, Rocket Raccoon and John Stewart Green Lantern. Oh, that one's wild! Cool. Yeah, no. The uh, by the way, I'll just hold it up. Actually, uh, I'll just text it to you really quick, so yeah. you can take a look at it. Please, everyone online, uh, go go take a look at it because all of these are super impressive yeah i'm texting this to you right now yeah send it um, to me but so we were talking and, about that and and obviously there there was some um uh, weirdly there's been some like uh specifically in doomsday clock but also a little bit in thor like hints of a possible uh marvel versus dc crossover and so we uh that looks really cool sam i just got the got the image you sent me um by the way did you see the miles morales and nightwing i did it looked really really cool uh and for those of you that are part of our discord again you can join that on part of patreon we'll drop some of these images on the discord so that you guys can look at them uh when you listen to the episode later so keep an eye out for those because there's some other there's some other uh stuff that i want to pop on there so to give you guys some point of reference patreon.com slash only stupid answers but um yeah, so we wanted to talk about what that would look like because, uh, Sam, you haven't read the Marvel versus DC crossover from the 90s, right? Oh, no, there's nowhere I, I can get it digitally. So, yeah, it's, it's right now. I'm not going to try too much harder. I understand. Like, uh, uh, truthfully, like it's in well, I want to talk about this a little bit more as we dive into it. I'll, there's been more Marvel DC crossovers, and because of the nature of those crossovers, reprints of them do not exist, um, and, which is a real bummer. Uh, but, um, that crossover is very much of the 90s. So I wanted to talk with you, Sam, about what that crossover would look like now with the with the way our understanding of these characters have changed and the way the characters have changed now. But before we get into all of that, we'd like to start off every episode with what we are into this week. Also, how are you doing? So Sam, how, how are you doing and what are you into? Turning that off now. I'm good. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm actually doing all right. Um, this week was a was actually really good because I um, right now for the jobs that I normally do that is a tough go right now. I hopped on New Rockstars uh, for their series Rogue Theory. I hopped on Power Up. We did Matt Lieberman's uh, charity stream for yes. uh, Direct Relief, and that was uh, for anyone who joined. We really appreciate that. That was really nice of you guys. And yeah, and I think uh, on Dynamic Banter, I got to do that this week. And so like the I. It was nice to actually have things to do, but uh, outside of that, I start. I checked out Masterclass. Now, a couple years ago, if you guys don't know Masterclass, we've never had them as a sponsor, um, so I don't think we've ever really talked about them. But it's an online service where, like, celebrities or or people who are famous in that their specific field uh, teach you about the field or a specific aspect of that field. Uh, years ago, I remember I was like. Uh, Dustin Hoffman's teaching acting. That sounds crazy. I'm going to watch that. And I'm like, oh, whoa, I'm like super bored taking an acting class over, <laughs> over a video. Um, and so I, I, I stopped. Um, 
but the price point's really affordable. And so I was looking at it and um, I saw who, who they've added to Masterclass since. And I saw Neil Gaiman teaching a storytelling. And I was like, wow, I really like a lot Very of cool. Gaiman stuff. And I actually really like hearing him speak. Uh, so I started his, his Masterclass. And so far, like it, it, it's a video series, a 19 part video series. Uh, it, the classes are at most 25 minutes. Uh huh. Um, and it's just a video of them talking and giving a lecture, but there is a free workbook, free workbook. It is a workbook that comes with it, mm-hmm. uh, with writing assignments for each of the topics that he talks about, as well as reading, uh, suggestions. You don't have to read to understand the class, but so far I've been doing uh, a good chunk of the writing exercises cause they've been super helpful. And it's just like, uh, not that I'm trying to write like Neil Gaiman, but I really like the way that he's talked about how he um, goes about how he goes about goes about structuring his stories and his characters and the uses of humor and genre and like he kind of di- took a dive into differentiating between a cowboy novel and a western mm-hmm. like there's a difference between that and he's like how do you where how can you bend those genres? How can you match those genres? How can you be true to the genres? Um, and I just, so far it's been like super rewarding. That's cool. I've been working on my own like personal projects here and just reading a lot and um, highly recommend it. I think I'm going to take um, the way it works is you, it's 90 bucks, but it's for a yearly uh, subscription and you can take as many classes as you want. And it comes with a free class for somebody else. So I'm cool. I'm gonna give my class to like my brother or somebody uh somebody that would like use it and I think I'm gonna take a mixology class something like fun where it's like whenever I try to make a cocktail I'm like I like spill, spill mm-hmm. shit everywhere and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm like I would actually like to know how to do that and there's also like a close up magic one where I'm like maybe I'll take a close up magic one maybe I'll learn how to do a, the card trick I can't maybe they'll teach me how to shuffle a deck of cards I don't know how to do that so- <laughs> I, I'm so I get. I pass it to somebody else. Yeah. So wait, so uh, there's a masterclass for mixology. Yeah. Is there a celebrity mixologist that they have? Yeah, I, um, I have, you know what? I'm going to attempt to open it just because whenever we're doing like multiple things on the, on my computer, Ooh, it feels like the keyboard feels real hot. right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, he, oh, it's up. Yeah. So yeah. So categories, uh, it's, it's opening mine right now for i'm glad my my things uh muted there's a film and tv section music and entertainment culinary arts okay so we'll look at that wine appreciation french pastries um cooking techniques and they go by specific types of things you're cooking and different recipes uh home cooking uh yeah teaches mixology they have oh sorry i just closed on me uh lynette marrow and ryan oh i'm not gonna uh Ryan mm-hmm. has a last name that is uh, has a lot of letters and vowels, and I don't want to attempt to say it. <laughs> you don't want to mess it up because it because uh, also it, I don't want to be that guy. So, yeah. um, uh, but there are actually a couple different. Uh, there's Italian cooking. There's Texas style barbecue, which I've seen. I've watched the first one of that, and I was like, "Wow, that looks really good." I really want to do that right now. They have Gordon nice. Ramsay, Wolfgang Puck, um, and they actually have a lot of these people are teaching multiple classes, but like for film and TV, music and entertainment writing, uh, there's business classes. There's, uh, there's like poker. You can learn how to do that. Uh, there's lifestyle, there's science and technology. There's a lot of, a lot of really cool people on this platform. And, uh, I thought $90 was a pretty reasonable, um, price point for, for the service. So, and so far I've really enjoyed it and it's been super helpful. So I, and I would highly recommend, uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, storytelling uh, class because there's also a lesson I took on it's on comic books 
And uh, he, because it's not about making comic books, it's just about storytelling. And he shows how he does comic books, how he writes yeah. them. And he's like, he's like, there's as many ways to write a comic as there are comic creators. So you don't have to do it the way I do it. Uh, he's like, this is just how I do it. And he will get, uh, he'll make a small notebook out of stapled like blank white paper and he will draw out each page but nothing in detail just like this is how he wants he's thinking the perspective he doesn't give it to anyone he's just trying to say, see how many beats you could have on each page while, without overloading it yeah. um and if he has 24 pages how do you measure that out and uh also i didn't know this you'd know this because you wrote you've written multiple comics now that the big reveals you should put on the left hand side of the page which so you can turn the page yeah. to it um, and that he's had to reformat a lot of his comics once they've become absolutes or or graphic novels or collected editions because the way they get shuffled around, those pages get moved. So yep. he's had to change that. Um, also, his editor, Karen Berger, who was kind of like the one who spearheaded Vertigo in the 80s, mm-hmm. how she helped structure a lot of Sandman and also... He talked about how he didn't tell DC Comics that Death was going to be a woman. It was just that Dream was Death's younger brother. So they just assumed, like, why? One, they for a long time, they were like, we wanted you to do a Sandman story. But, like, why didn't you introduce, like, Death in the first issue? He'd be really cool. And he just didn't say anything to that note because they didn't ask him to change anything. They're like, oh, that's a bummer. You didn't show him. And so once he got to do that reveal, he he loved the response he got and he liked that he was able to hold on to that little story beat of that uh, death was a woman and the way he interprets death and the way that she is brought to life on the page, I think is one of the coolest interpretations of death uh, personally. So yeah. anyways, I've been doing that this week. That's been really good. What we do in the shadows continues to be super fucking solid this season, like really, really good. And um, I did watch, I did check something else out. Mm, blanking on it right now. Um, oh, I would finish Fleabag. That's what it was. Yes. I, watched you. I know you've recommended it, and so has President Obama. <laughs> he recommended Fleabag, which is which hilarious. Is, yeah, now, it's really funny because there's a good context. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. With con- that's so that's so funny. Um, uh, but regard uh, outside of that, uh, season one and two are basically perfect. Yeah. Um, I I don't think I've watched the show. It, it's something about the not only the performances and the writing, but there's something about that British dryness, mm-hmm. the British dry humor, but also the drama and the way it looks at romance. And it's like really dry. Yeah. <laughs> this really with this really dry uh, point of view. It's beautiful and heart, genuinely heartbreaking. Yeah. Like issue, uh, issue to issue, episode to episode. Yeah. Um, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, the showrunner and the star of the, the creator and the writer and everything. She's so talented. And uh, from what I've gathered, th- these are the only two seasons we're getting. Yeah. Which is a uh, bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer, but also like when you've got, it's the same reason why I love like revisiting terriers because yeah, it's a bummer. It was only one season, but that season's basically perfect. You know what I mean? So you don't have to, it's not one of those conversations where it's like, well, these two seasons were good, but these seasons, it's like, no, this just watch this thing. And you basically have all you need. Uh, but yeah, I, I now that you've seen it, you know, uh, I know you can appreciate like something I like about it is how emotionally complicated, even even the villain characters. There's some, oh, the one of the uh, ones that just spring to mind, her brother-in-law, 
who I think uh, yeah, that who that blows. Yeah, he's, he's great though. Yeah, that actor's great, but you that character is arguably the mother-in-law is not mother-in-law. His her stepmom is a cha- stepmom. safe to say a challenging person, uh, but uh, <laughs> but the brother-in-law is is a piece of trash. But there's a moment mm-hmm. I think it might be in season one where he has a meltdown. And he's like, listen. I know I'm awful, but I am what I am. I can't help it. And it's one of those weird moments where you're like, I don't know what to do with you. Like, I don't know, like you're bad. Like, I don't want to be around you, but now I kind of feel bad about you. And that's, that's kind of the, the, like her friend that, that passes away, the, her friend passing away is really sad. And, and it, and it informs a lot about her, but also the way her friend did it is not only dumb, it costs other people's lives. Like it's, it's, that's the whole show. The whole show is like, it's just complicated. It's just, it's just messy and complicated. And I like that the show doesn't, doesn't like back out from any of that. It doesn't try to be like, well, everything's okay. It's like, well, kind of not actually. Yeah, no. And especially with the, the brother-in-law character, it's his meltdown. I think there might be multiple, but the specific one that really stuck with me is the last step, the last episode. Um, Cause it's at the, I'll say the the background backyard party. Yes, yes, yes. Really yes. vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when that's when he has a meltdown and he says like oh, a speech is coming and I love that he's like oh a speech is brewing mm-hmm. here it comes and he um his meltdown is that like I am who I am and you said that me being funny was the most important thing to you and so that's what I am. I'm still a piece of shit and I was before and it's like yeah you suck and that you shouldn't be this marriage shouldn't you guys should be divorced right yes. now but i did like that point where he was like y- you did know who i was yeah <laughs> you did know that and you said it was okay for me to be me yeah um and i was like wow yeah that's a that's a good point and also it just makes you understand him but you're like man you suck though. yeah you still suck I, is, Jake, did... is that his son is it Jake? oh where's yeah claire? oh and claire? i think where's claire this song is called where's claire <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's such a, it's one of those things that like when you hear people talk about it, you're like, all right, fine. I'll check it out. And then you check it out and you're like, son of a bitch. Everybody was right. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those shows that really, it, it doesn't rub it in your face that it's that good, you yeah. know, but as soon as you watch it, I was like, fuck, what was I doing? Yeah. I, I, to- <laughs> like, well, I totally dropped the ball on this one. I am glad yeah. that I didn't have to wait the like two years between seasons though. I'm glad I was able to just watch both in one shot. Yeah. By the way, uh, Rick and Morty uh, season four starts back up again. But, so if this is coming out Monday, the first episode's out. Of oh, the hell rest yeah. The season. That's episode awesome. Six, I guess. So, um, so I'm really glad that's back. So for me, um, uh, I felt a little shake. Maybe an earthquake just happened. Don't know. Anyway, um, uh, for me, I've been watching a bunch of stuff like a lot of people. I, I wanted to touch on uh, the new Netflix movie um from uh, one of the russos i think it was joe russo and chris hemsworth stars in it extraction sam have you had a chance to check out extraction uh no i sorry i was just checking the chat i was waiting for it to load uh no and i actually looks like it could be pretty mindlessly fun you'd uh, think so you, you'd think so <laughs> it, it is uh it it's it is not good. <laughs> um, it is. Uh. It's yeah. It's kind of a. It's kind of a bummer because I thought, like, listen, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have a mindless good time. Uh, I'm. I'm just going to chill out, shut my brain off. And after after you had one of the classic, like, uh oh, heroes in a challenging situation. Rewind two days earlier, and there was like three double crosses in the first like 20 minutes, and I I was lost. I was like, I don't know. 
what's happening now. And then finally we get into the action and it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's energetic. Like if you, if you have not watched stuff like the raid or John wick or the night comes for us or any of that stuff, you'd be like, Oh, this is pretty cool. If you've watched any of that, you're like, though, this is trying to do what those movies do. Just not as good as that. Specifically, there's a centerpiece action sequence that's supposed to be one of those epic single takes. And it feels like at some point in Hollywood, a, a studio exec was looking at single takes and you're like, like he's watching like the scene in old boy or the single take in daredevil or the single take in true detective season one. And he was like, Oh, that's a pretty cool special effect. And then somebody was like, well, it's not a special effect. It's like, well, what if you made it a special effect? So there's this giant car chase action sequence that is clearly unabashedly a bunch of scenes stitched together like a single take. And it is, it is jarring and it would have been much better just if you just shot it like an action sequence. Just, just take out the single take aspect of it because it's not one. It's clearly not one. Like the, the cuts are obvious. And just don't pretend like it's single take. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was a disappointment because I do like Chris Hemsworth. Um, but I think we found that Chris Hemsworth's sweet spot is where he's able to take his, like, he's able to do the like lunkhead leading man, kind of have fun with it thing. He's not so great at the brooding. Um, and hey, they, now that I've learned this term properly, uh, the himbo role. Yes. I feel like. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. good at, he's good at that. Um, this role, he's not allowed to have any fun in, uh, a lot of, a lot of brooding about a dead kid of the one of, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I think a good example of, of one point where I just wasn't able, I just wasn't sucked in is during the final action sequence, there was. Uh, you know, he's the big shootout and there's another character who was a bad guy and is now a good guy and it's like, whatever. And there, uh, and there's a guy sniping, right? And so with this one character is trying to go from one car to the next and you hear the crack far away and then um, the, 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 rear, the side view mirror on a car goes and you're like, wait, hold on a second. That crack is the sound barrier breaking. That bullet's traveling faster than the speed of sound. The, you, the bullet would hit the thing before you hear the crack because the bullet, it's a sniper bullet. It's traveling, it's traveling faster than the speed of sound. Um, but you, you knew it was just somebody like, oh man, it'd be really fucking cool if you heard that crack. And then it's like, ah. it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of, a bunch of dumb stuff piled on top of each other with stuff that should be cool. It's cool in other things, but it's cool. It's cooler in those things. So I would say, if you're in a mood for a good action movie, check out The Raid or one of the John Wicks or whatever. Um, that this is this it would not be the one for you. But you know, if people have seen it in the chat, if somebody else checked it out, uh, let me know. I also watched Contagion this week uh, for, to to chill out with the yeah, whole, exactly uh, just to chill out quarantine. Yeah, and but but I I got to be honest, for the most part it was actually kind of cathartic because the the situation of that is significantly more drastic than the one we're in. Like that virus is one of those movie viruses where it's like taking out everybody. Um, and there's like rioting and looting. And um, uh, right now the biggest thing is we got a bunch of fascist cosplayers in state capitals. Um, but uh, I, I will say the one part that did, the two one specific scene felt too real and then one thing the one thing that really bummed me out is that for the most part in the movie 
the government's very competent or, or at least responding, like at least trying to do something. And so that was like, Oh, this hurts a little bit. Like I would, I kind of wish we'd had this movie, this fantasy movie government that's actually trying to do things to stop this impossibly devastating virus. But the, the scene that was too close to home is, is, uh, uh stupid, uh, conspiracy theorist is, is touting like a miracle cure for this crazy virus. And people are like in lines to get it. And there's this one and everybody's just standing too close together. And somebody sneezes behind this woman and she's like, cover your mouth, please. And he's like, fuck off, bitch. And it's like, that's too real. That's too real because I can't tell you how many times I've been in fucking stores or walking my dog. Sam, I can't tell you how weirdly complicated walking my dog has become because it used to be I walked my dog and it was a big deal. And now everybody wants to be fucking out on the sidewalks while I'm walking the dog smoking putting smoke in my face and it's like motherfucker that's coming out of your lungs point that away from me <laughs> there's a whole wide world out here you could be anywhere and uh my dog's been attacked twice since this Ooh. has happened like i guess people that have just gotten dogs and don't just decide not to hold on to the leash like i don't i don't know but but that that little moment of like people not understanding physical space in a, in a situation like this is like ah that's that's too close to home. But um, really quick, I did see a viral video of this uh, his gas station attendant. It's like, hey, check out this lady. Watch, I'm going to film this. And he just kept the camera down. And she came in. He was like, hey, can I get like 20 on five or whatever? And they're like, yeah, hey, what's that cool mask you got on? And she cut out the the <laughs> the nose and the mouth part of a mask. What? And was like, hey, uh, she's like, yeah, they're making us wear these masks, but it's really hard to breathe, so this makes it a little easier. And he's like, oh, cool. I think I'll make one too. <laughs> like clearly, he's like just like not trying to start a fight, you know, yeah. like, with, uh, with somebody there. And he was like, just get the hell out of here. Like it was so disconcerting. But to cap it off, I did find a video of a guy who built a Rube Goldberg machine. Uh huh. <laughs> and none of it works it all just breaks cool. immediately when he uses it and it's top tier comedy very good speaking of comedy yes. did you finish middle digit schwartz i did very funny very funny very, just just feels good yeah feels good. makes it makes it yes it definitely um that made me feel better than extraction did uh there you go if you want to watch something on netflix to make you feel good watch that instead of extraction no very funny um, I, I like, I, I think the first one is my favorite of the three. Same. Um, but they're all really good and really entertaining. And it made me like he, he, so I also watched the parks and rec, um, special they did to, for fundraising and John Ralphio shows up in that and it made me like him more. You know what I mean now? Cause before mm-hmm. it was just John Ralphio. Now it's Ben Schwartz is John Ralphio. And it's like, I like Ben Schwartz. So I like John Ralphio better now. That's how I was feeling during all that because he did all the Jake and Amir stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, I know. I get why people hate John Ralphio. I get it. I understand, mm-hmm. but I don't." <laughs> I also, don't. I was gonna, I, I haven't watched that yet. I was but also I, I'm gonna, excited for it. There's also another uh, uh, actor I really enjoy that makes a few a few cool cameos, but I, I won't spoil those. It, it is nice to see all those. It, it's not like an epi- it's not really an episode. It's like I think you said before we aired it. It's like a, the best Zoom call you could ever imagine. It's like that, but it it is heartwarming to see all these people that genuinely seem to like each other collaborating again. By the way, um, favorite moment I think. Uh- of all the middle district Schwartz is episode two mm-hmm. and it's when ben schwartz runs to the other side of the door and he's like doing a 
he's like doing a post. Yeah. And Thomas is like, I don't want to open the door because yeah. I don't want to have to deal with whatever is about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that whole moment of him having to make that decision felt very similar to the show we saw. And each of those episodes just felt really tight and really and just super funny. Yeah, um, really good. I also anyways, like the moment uh, in three where they they start off as two characters that want the same career. And they end up, one gets it and the other one doesn't. And then the one that gets it realizes he wants what the other one has. And the other the other person just wants what they have. So they switch bodies. And then there's a moment where they've completely lost track of like, wait, who's who now? <laughs> <laughs> where they have to figure it out. Yeah. My outside persona is Sawson. <laughs> My inside persona is Zach or whatever, or whatever the other guy's was. name was. There was another but similar. That was so when they when they lose track of who is who, yeah, and who where everyone is is so funny. Also, in episode two, wait, time out. I'm still here. <laughs> well, a character that was still supposed to be part of the scene, and they just forgot that it existed. <laughs> really, really solid, really funny, and, and it's one. Of, I, I, going back to the kind of the fleabag argu- argument. On the one hand, I want them to do more. But also, maybe they shouldn't do more because you not have a nice little perfect thing. Why ruin it? Uh, by the way, sorry. Yes. Last thing. Then I want to talk about Marvel and DC. I want to. I promise. We're going to get there. I promise. Uh, actually, how long have we been recording for? 30 minutes. <laughs> Just out of curiosity. 30 minutes. Okay. Well, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Last thing. Gus and Eddie. Uh, Gus Johnson. Eddie Burbeck. They have a podcast. Gus and Eddie. All, I'm going to give a preface really quick and then recommend that you go check out a specific episode. Me specifically? They just did an episode where... Yeah, you, I think you'd actually like it because it was actually really well done. Uh, and I think the viewers. Gotcha, gotcha. They just did, uh, uh, like last week or two weeks ago, they had Gus's brothers on. And they talked about how in their house, you know, they're three boys. They're being gross. That for some reason, there was a wall in the bathroom where somebody was wiping boogers on it when they were kids. Classic. And they called it booger wall. And then they there's a whole hashtag where it was like his brother Sven. You met him, right? Yeah, I think you met yeah, Sven. Yeah, yeah, Tall guy. Yeah, uh, it was like Sven did Booger Wall. And they made it like a big thing. It's like, no, Gus did Booger Wall. And they did this whole thing. And they, anyways, follow up. They wanted justice. So they held a mock trial with a jury. And uh, they did it over Discord video chat. And it was one of the most professional videos I've ever seen. They really took it seriously. They brought their mom on to see what her, if they weighed in. The uh, And there's a lot of evidence brought forward. And there was a verdict. It was very funny. I laughed heartily throughout the whole thing and uh highly recommend it if, uh, if that's uh, awesome booger wall trial and i said that gus uh I'll, I'll just say i'll just say whoever i almost said who it was but uh whoever is found guilty i said they should file an appeal and they should keep this going i think it would be a really i think it'd be really funny to do at least one more one more trial maybe in a couple months or something there you go uh, okay. i think that'd be pretty great oh but really quick dj i did want to say uh during these times, I think it's fair to say that we've both felt a wee bit of stress. And yes. I think it's fair to assume that our listeners may have felt a little bit of stress themselves. And if you guys have or you felt anxiety or possibly chronic pain or trouble sleeping at least once a week, you're not alone. Many of us do. And personally, it's just been it's been a rough go of it, gang. I've, I've been open about my uh, struggles with anxiety and depression. And, you know, sometimes it's just you need a little you need a little break. And I was just searching for anything that would help. And then I discovered Feels, our new sponsor for the show. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. And Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. And for me, uh, I've never had trouble sleeping. I sleep like a dang rock. Uh, earthquake could go off and I would sleep straight through it but when it comes to anxiety baby boys and girls that feel sometimes feels 24 7 and feels has been a 
a big help for easing that and just kind of helping me get into the right mindset. And all you got to do is place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding the right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so. You may need to take more or less to get the effects you're after. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally and to help you feel better with no high hangover or addiction. Join the Feels community and get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. So no stress or anxiety about canceling boys and girls. See how they're helping you out? And gang, we've got a deal for you. DJ, DJ take, take it away. away. Feels has people feeling their best every day and it can help you to become a member today by going to feels.com slash stupid and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash stupid to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash stupid. And Gang Feels has me feeling my best every day, like we said, and it can help you too. Please do not hesitate. Try them out. See what you think. Now back to the show. Uh, another nice thing that I've been liking during this are the crossover covers that uh, that Twitter artist has been putting together. All of them have been amazing, and each one has been a surprise. Um, also, I think it's Miles and Nightwing because, one, like they are the second iteration of a character in yeah. a sense, but also they have that V on their chest. The the blue V for Nightwing, but also the red V for Miles' spider costume, which I love that. Yes. It looks super cool. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's, uh, I'm going to throw it to you to kind of kick off how you'd like to like navigate this. So, uh, yeah, before we dive in in the chat, Wendy S, going back to those covers you were talking about, says uh, Poison Ivy and Groot team up. She can understand everything he says, and she is offended. Um, going back to that conversation from earlier, but yeah. So when I was a young person, uh, 10, actually based on when this comic came out, uh, Marvel and DC did a, a official DC versus Marvel crossover, which as a kid blew my goddamn mind. Like it's everything (laughs) like, wait, they're interacting, they're teaming up. Um, and also I want to mention before we dive into all this, Around that time, and, and and for a few decades before, DC and Marvel did do crossover um, comics that are one-offs. That again, because we took, like we were talking about earlier, they just don't exist anymore because of you know who I I think maybe who would get the rights of the you know they did the trades. But I would desperately love them to do an omnibus. Like it all started with Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man in 1976. Um, Probably one of the most iconic ones is the Uncanny X-Men and the New Teen Titans in 1982. I know there was a Spider-Man-Batman crossover in 1995 that I collected, along with a Silver Surfer Green Lantern. I'm going to be getting ahead of you, but there's the Daredevil-Batman crossover. Yeah, there's two Daredevil and Batman crossover. There's a bunch of them, and I I went and I looked at the covers, and I'm going to put some of these covers in the Discord so you all can see them. Um, And I I, I would think it would be really cool if they could figure out the logistics of this to do an omnibus of all these crossovers. Again, I think maybe this conversation has picked up steam because of with the quarantine and everything. How are we going to get people back into comic shops? How are we going to goose that industry? And some people suggested a a Marvel versus DC crossover. And it's like, yes, and do that and do this omnibus of all of these previous crossovers and i think you'd have something really good going on but to go back to the 1996 dc versus marvel crossover um it was 11 battles 
about half of them were decided by the writers. The other half was uh, write-in ballots where um, readers got to vote who would win. And I'm going to read these off to you, Sam, so you can get a kind of an idea of what we were dealing with here. This was very 90s. This is the most 90s the 90s were at the time. So we had um, Aquaman versus Namor. Uh, Sam, who do you think would have won that one? I feel like... like... This is this is the one that was decided by the writers, by the way. I'd say Aquaman. I'd say Aquaman. It was Aquaman. Aquaman dropped a whale on Namor. I'd say Aquaman because of course because he loves animal life. So what Mm -hmm. did he do? He grabbed the most biggest endangered animal and he used it as a club. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he dropped he he dropped the killer whale on Namor. We also had um, Catwoman versus Elektra, and Elektra won that one. Um, Flash versus Quicksilver, and Flash won that one. I feel like obviously Uh, Robin versus Jubilee. And uh, that was that win went to Robin. Green Lantern versus Silver Surfer. This one's kind of controversial for me. Silver Surfer won that one. And then um, Captain Marvel versus Thor. And Thor won that one because he made Billy Batson reverse, revert back to being a kid. And I thought that was a pretty cool, creative way for the writers to just make it more interesting than them punching each other. Yes. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I thought that I actually appreciated that. So here's the, here was the audience vote ones um, that we had. So the first one we have is Superman V Hulk. Who do you think the, the audience voted for on that one? What's the nineties. So it's hard to tell. And I would like to say, I, I mean, I think they're just going to vote Superman. Yes. You know, just like, yeah, you, you got it. It's the Hulk, but yeah. that's a cool fight. Well, I, it, it was definitely one of the, it was a cool fight, but it was also one of those like who's strongest, but also one of them can fly and has heat vision. So, you know, it's, it, it's not exactly a one-to-one comparison. Then we had, uh, because with the nineties and both of these characters were clones at the time, uh, Superboy versus Spider-Man. Superboy should have won this. <laughs> you think Superboy should have, you think it was Superboy? Should have, like, right? Like, he should have. (laughs) Maybe, no, but it was was Spider-Man. So uh, then we had Batman versus Captain America. And this was a weird one for a variety of reasons because, one, the characters don't have that much in common. Um, But uh, Batman sort of won that one. They kind of presented it as if it was, like, a draw um, because the characters ended up being the one. They they got roped into the story. But technically, Batman won this one because he hit Captain America in the back of the head with a battering. Um, then again, because 90s, it was Lobo versus Wolverine. And Wolverine, this was an audience vote, so of course Wolverine won. And then this is the most controversial one for me, uh, Wonder Woman versus Storm. And somehow, Storm won. Like, it, it, it opens with Wonder Woman has picked up Thor's hammer. And for some, for some reason, the, her version of the Thor costume is like way uh, more scantily clad than Thor's. <laughs> And uh, Wonder Woman's like, no, no, this should be a fair fight. So Wonder Woman ditches Thor's hammer and then loses the storm. But she's still Wonder Woman. Like, I don't, (laughs) this one doesn't make any sense to me, but that's how it went in the comic. Uh, Yeah, I'm not buying that one so much. That one makes the lead. Actually, that and the Superboy Spider-Man. Actually, in the Lobo, a lot of these don't make a lot of sense. I thought the writers did a better job of uh, making that decision over the voters. Yeah. Personally. Well, I'd say. I think you also kind of run into when you when you pit the characters like head to head. I think you run into a very basic issue in that by design, you know, the Marvel characters are supposed to be more grounded, more close to reality. And obviously, this this varies from writer to writer. Like I know Hulk right now is like basically a cosmic horror level threat almost. Uh, and so Al, cool. Yeah, and Alan Ewing's run. So it, it it fluctuates. But for the most part, the Marvel characters are more grounded and the DC characters are more mythic. So if you really pit them head to head, 
I would imagine typically the DC character would win just just by the what what audiences expect from DC characters and the appeal of Marvel characters. Not not saying who is better, and definitely not saying who is more popular. It's just typically DC characters by their nature are like they all have to compete with Superman, so they're all crazy powerful or crazy well prepared or just or just on a more operating on a more epic level than say your Spider-Mans or your Daredevils or your Iron Mans, whose appeal is that they're, they're closer to human beings. I fully agree with you. Uh, I, 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 you know, it's, it's tough because you want to see the verses. Also, by the way, I just had this uh, stray thought before we started getting into like the, the winners and losers in the matchups, um, which a lot of those characters would not be, Jubilee I don't think would be in the <laughs> new crossover. Just no offense to Jubilee. Yeah, I just you don't know, see I, that happening. Yeah, I agree with um, that. Uh, but the, uh, I think it would be a really smart thing to do for comic book shops right now to like make it a big event for like these two big Titan, uh, 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 industry, like these industry Titans, uh, to go up against each other and kind of come together in support of comic book shops. They've done it in their own ways separately to raise money for them. Uh, but because of how important those shops are for, uh, them as an industry, as well as everything else, I just think it would be a really smart time to do it right now to invigorate, uh, interest in their ip as well as uh their comic book shops and the people who have been supporting them for for years absolutely you know? so uh I, w- I would be really on board with that also by the way i think it's this year we're getting the idw and dc crossover of lock and key and sandman and mm-hmm. i am so unbelievably excited for that <laughs> maybe too excited i'll be honest it might i might be getting too excited just because i'm like because i was reading actually when i did my lock and key volume one like deep dive um I looked into it and there was the hell key and I was like, huh, what's the hell key? I was like, Oh, that's the one they're going to set up for, for Sandman. And I think, uh, I think it was actually mentioned in like the first volume of Sandman back in the eighties. I think just a key, it was just randomly like mentioned like, yeah, there's a, there's a key and that's the key to hell. And I was like, Oh cool. This is a really cool connective tissue. And there's some art that, um, Gabriel Rodriguez has been putting out on his Instagram. If you guys are a fan of that, please go check it out. I'm getting off track. We've gotten Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Batman yes. three times now over the past couple of years. And I've loved every single one of them. They've honestly, they have been perfect. We had He-Man versus Injustice, yeah. which was a weirder mix up. But honestly, I did. I did like it. I didn't care for a lot of the He-Man characters, but the the mashup of uh, seeing these characters go up against each other. It was actually the... Um, it was the outcome of Injustice 2 if Superman won, where like Batman becomes like controlled by Brainiac or whatever. Gotcha. Um, and that's the world you go up against, and that one was actually pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, no, I, um, I, I just think one, I think let the writers make the decisions on this. I think they, uh, no offense to the readers. I just <laughs> think that the, uh, I like when people can vote in, uh, but I would rather see what these writers like, what kind of creative ideas they have for why certain characters would team up or like why they would go head to head with each other uh reasons for the universes coming together i remember it was a character named axis yeah uh, like one character in each universe that like merged into like one like red and blue character they're like brothers red and blue because blue for dc red for marvel and um they uh when they merged that created the amalgam comics yes um which which are really DC- fun uh, yeah, and I would love like a, a maybe not a Malcolm necessarily, but some new iteration of those uh, characters would be really really cool, uh, or that at least that idea being brought to life because I think uh, there's some room for a super serious story you could tell 
with this you know like you could really take it seriously as like the universe is ending they all gotta team up it's gotta be big it's gotta be bombastic but at the same time if you had like uh if you had like a really fun take for this kind of crossover i think it would be also beneficial Uh, because also let's just be being totally candid based on like sales younger skewing comics have sold better like over like the past decade they yeah. just have like and that doesn't mean they're superhero necessarily like graphic novels aim for like uh teen and tween uh boys and girls have been have just sold more because they're in uh bookstores barnes noble and they are more recommended at libraries um not saying they're better or worse or anything i just think it'd be smart if you did actually kind of skew it a little bit younger even though i would want an epic like dark storyline uh i think it'd be smart to do that and i'd enjoy it you know just something uplifting and fun after we get out of this yeah right Um, have you heard by side note have you heard that like netflix is looking to order or maybe has already ordered a rom-com where like people meet over zoom during the quarantine cool sure yeah yeah no personally i hate that i hate that (laughs) idea i hate i genuinely hate that idea a lot and it's like come on man we don't want to be reminded of this we want to when we come out of this we want like personally I would like to have think about anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to. I've thought about this every single day yeah. for two months. I want to think about anything else. I want to think about if you put Damian Wayne versus, you know, I first instinct was like Miles Morales or something because you're looking at the big tentpole for the for the characters. But there's a lot of young DC characters on Teen Titans that you could throw up against uh, like the Champions, which yeah, you didn't, have, you didn't really have those in the '90s. Um, and right now, the Champions roster is thick there's a lot mm. there's a lot of characters to work with and uh and the avengers and the justice league have had like similarly parallel stories of like fighting giant cosmic robots with like the yep. kickoff of both of those being like the celestials and for justice league it was like the uh the totality and all. oh yeah whatever stuff. those were oh my god whatever that was it's okay i didn't dislike it but it is there's definitely been a lot of personally a lot of better comics that i've enjoyed more well and it's um, it's funny when you think about the things that have changed like noticing that lineup iron man is nowhere in in sight because you know he wasn't as popular a character as he is now uh he would definitely be a part of it now um carol danvers captain marvel would have to be part of that conversation black panther would have to be a part of that conversation harley quinn um you know what i mean like a lot a, a lot of characters we have some questions in the discord um like if we're uh if we were talking about, you know, we can, I think we should, um, maybe in another episode, we can talk about who should match up against who. But if we're just talking about a generalized crossover, you know, of, of the two, something like, because uh, after Marvel vs. DC in the early 2000s, there was the JLA Avengers crossover, which was just a big story that featured all the characters. Uh, I think that's what these questions kind of apply to more. So we've got, um, we've got a few questions uh, stacked up in, uh, from STS. 2884 which which heroes are the first ones to hook up which heroes will have the most surprising friendship and who will end up inspiring who his answers to those questions is he thinks dick grayson and kitty pride should romance each other batman and black panther would uh, be a surprising friendship and uh superman captain america wonder woman and spider-man would all inspire each other so first up who, who do you think would hook up with who who would be the surprising um, hookup i think I I don't know about hooking up because I like that when it was in the um, Crisis on Earth X when like uh, Alex Danvers and Katie Cassidy or no cannot Katie Cassidy uh, why am I blanking Sarah Lance, Sarah Lance. Yeah, yeah, yeah when they when they got together that was pretty funny but I kind of 
Do you have an answer, by the way? Do you have like a romance that you'd want to see? No, I don't know. I know in the original uh, Marvel versus DC, weirdly, Jubilee and Robin uh, kind of created a romance before they ended up um, um, fighting each other. Um, Dick Grayson's a good choice because he he tends to end up in in bed with everybody. Um, uh, Tony Stark is another one that you you could see uh, doing that. That's a you know that's a weird that's an interesting one because it's it's you do, it kind of depends on the characters and their personalities and and um, all that and who's currently unaccounted for. How about this? How about uh, Harley Quinn and Deadpool hook up? Yes, or uh, Gwen. Pool and Harley Quinn hook up. There you go, perfect. <laughs> uh, I like um, uh, if in the most recent uh, Gwenpool Strikes Back run, the she ends up pulling different versions, different iterations of her character based on different writers. Uh, and there is a Harley Gwen. They they nickname them. Awesome. So Harley Gwen is like the one where the writer clearly didn't know who Har- uh, who Gwenpool was so they just made her Harley Quinn and like had like giant bazookas and like a bat and says like and is very like ditzy and you're like okay well that's not the that's not what the character is but yeah. it's okay do whatever you want I-, I would like to see that I think that'd be fun like a fun on it since both of them I think uh, they made Gwenpool just like horny for everybody and same <laughs> for Harley where, where it's like yeah we're not we're not making hard decisions here if you're if you're attracted to each other go for it yeah um, but also that might be like watching clones make out with each other yeah maybe or, or it like might, uh, it might not be as fun who's uh who's sarah's uh love interest in uh legends uh ava yeah 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 something like that yeah and we're all big fans i mean i like them but i get it i understand the criticism okay so for romance i'm gonna table it so i can think about it a little bit but i did like uh bromance uh and they said um batman and black panther that is cool because yeah. it's like tech based the similar color schemes for their suits i get it and they got a lot of money uh i wouldn't mind seeing uh the flash and spider-man hanging out yeah I think that'd be really cool especially if it was like one of the kid flashes like either like one of the wallies with like miles i yeah. want to see miles hang out with them uh a lot i really i think like is also miles is from the ultimate universe so universe jumping i feel like that would work for the character yeah um and that actually would be kind of fun if he was like the key to it because they all those spider people have the those like little bracelets that let them do universe hopping, which is always fun. Um, also, could be kind of fun if Spider Gwen had a like a romantic interest with like Nightwing. Yeah, uh, mainly because Spider Gwen has a difficult like Peter specifically has like a difficult relationship with her just because of the Gwen that she, that he lost, but also miles and Gwen have kind of been teased as being a relationship too. So adding that extra layer of drama to it could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but for romances, I want to see the flashes and the spider people hang out. And uh, I'm trying to think Etrigan, the demon and ghost Rider would be interesting. I don't know about bromance, but I would like to see them hang out. I was trying to think of who the closest one on each side of, the aisle is and those seem pretty close yeah i liked i liked the um the idea of the spider people and the flashes you know you could see barry allen and peter parker um kind of become the nexus of like of of any upcoming event because both of them one are two of the most popular characters in their respective universes and two they're so closely tied at this point with the multiverse um that you know you could see the whatever the next crossover is with those two characters as kind of the leads. That'd be really cool. I also like um what was it? it just came to my head. Uh Supergirl and Carol Danvers would be really cool. Yeah. Uh 
like becoming friends because they're both like the strongest, like they've set up that Supergirl stronger than Superman. I like that aspect mm-hmm. of, uh, I like that aspect of that, those characters. And it would just kind of be cool to see Carol Danvers take on Superman or Supergirl. Yeah. And just see what happens uh, since she wasn't really used in, um, uh, in the crossover before for Thor. Uh, I'm trying to think of who was a, I guess Wonder Woman would be interesting. I get why they kind of didn't have like, they had like men fighting men and women fighting women. So I, and I understand like mm-hmm. that, but I, I would, it would be interesting to see those two go up against each other because of the different like Greek and Norse deities going up against yeah. each other. It could be kind of cool. It would also be interesting. You could maybe fit and in. And since Wonder Woman picked up Thor's hammer, like in the previous crossover, it would be cool. It would be cool. And you could also see uh, maybe, um, it could also be um, interesting with uh, Thor and Wonder Woman. Maybe uh, Marvel's Hercules could show up there. Um, and you could even do something because there is a, a version of Hercules in um, the uh, DC universe. And so maybe characters that like there's a Hercules in both, there's a Scarecrow in both. Maybe those ones start to fuse together uh, because the the two universes don't know what to, to do with the two of them. Um, and I think as far as like inspiring people um, goes, yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard, tough to beat people like Captain America and Superman or Wonder Woman um, you know, the, and their abilities to inspire, uh, their teammates to, to go further, uh, and faster as it were. Um, we also have, what, what if you had, um, what if you had Dr. Manhattan show up for a second? And oh my like, God. How, how would you explain him? They're like, oh, we have literally no idea. This dude changed our whole history and we're aware of that. Yes. <laughs> we know that he, he did that. <laughs> Not anybody else. So uh, I, I would be afraid if he just popped up. Also, put some pants on. Yeah, put some pants on. Yeah, you're right. He's just dong out for those. Uh, Boiler Huff asks, <laughs> we talk we talk a lot about heroes in these types of crossovers, but what villains would you want to see team up and inev- slash inevitably stab each other in the back? Lex Luthor and Doctor Doom come to mind. I love the that clip where Red Skull and Joker team up, and then Joker finds out Red Skull is a Nazi and kills him. <laughs> that one's always that's always good. Where it's like I don't work with Nazis; I'm a red blooded American. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. Um, for villains, Doctor Doom would be really cool, uh, and Lex Luthor mainly because they both have power armor. Yes, uh, and teaming up in some way or another and seeing how they and also they've all recently been good on the side of the angels. So I, I, their characters are pretty complicated. So I'd like to see how they interact with one another, and also what they would, what their goal would be. And with the uh, X Men currently, like there's not like a clear villain. Yeah, uh, yeah. But having like Apocalypse and uh, Dark Side or Thanos and Dark Side going up against each other. I know they've done that in the past, but like the newer iterations of both of those characters would be really interesting yeah i agree with that there was actually when i was talking about all those uh marvel dc comics crossovers one of them in 1995 was actually a dark side versus galactus crossover uh which sounds really interesting um but yeah it would be interesting to see um it'd be interesting to see like maybe if you had like what if you had kingpin um from daredevil and spider-man like hire the rogues from the flash to do a heist you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Or like the Sinister Six and the Flash Rogues team up. I'd be on board with that. Honestly, you know what? I think, because we're kind of getting near the end here with yes. the technical difficulties and whatnot, yes. uh, I think we should maybe do a part two to this episode and hear other people's rankings of who they'd want to see team up with each other, go up against each other, what villains. Like I was thinking Guardians of the Galaxy versus Green Lantern, 
because you while it seems like the Green Lanterns would win pretty quickly, you would maybe throw like Adam Warlock, Silver Surfer, and Nova on the Guardians of the Galaxy, and that would be pretty formidable versus the Green Lantern. So, uh, but for right now, I think we'll we'll call it time. Yes, and uh, I want to hear from you guys. Let us know your pitches for the pair-ups you want to see maybe the mashups you want to see of certain characters uh the villains you want to see work together and maybe what's the cause like i want to hear like full pitches and yes. we'll be reading them on the show next week and that'd be a lot of fun and we'll come up with our own as well we'll make sure we'll read them uh as well and i'm excited to hear yours dj uh and if anyone has any questions you can hit us up on twitter i'm at sam basher everywhere that matters and i'm at dj talks trash at only stupid answers on Twitter. Yank out the vowels from stupid, and you can let us know your pitches for that in the Discord. You, you go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. And also, I'm going to want you all to show up in the chat for that one because I, I want to sit down with Sam and I want to figure out who in, you know, there was 11 uh, fights in that old Marvel vs. DC. I want to see who would be in those fights in the next one. You all will help us decide in the chat. So be sure to join us on the chat and the Discord, and we'll see you all next week. Yes, please. And make sure to check out patreon.com slash only stupid answers as low as five bucks a month. You can join in all the fun playing games. We're watching, doing live streams. We're doing watch alongs. Lots of fun stuff and very few technical errors. <laughs> I promise. And but also you get uh, for listeners, you don't understand this, but there's Hollywood special effects happening on our end. You should so, be able to again. see that if you're part of our if you watch live. Yeah. So again, please consider checking it out, but tweet us your uh, thoughts and tell next time gang, stay um, curious. I don't know. I wanted a reason to do the sound cue. All right. Thank you. All right. We're done. Bye-bye. Bye.